Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Our next guest wiped away tears during yesterday's cabinet swearing in. Nikki Sharma is British Columbia's newest attorney general. She was first elected in 2020 in Vancouver Hastings before seeking election. She worked as a lawyer with a practice focused on representing Indigenous people, including residential school survivors. She's also served as the chair of the Vancouver Park Board. Nikki Sharma, thank you for joining us today. No, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I know yesterday was a very uh, personal moment for you and the swearing in. What was going through your mind as you went uh, and and swore the oath and uh, just your day? What, what was going through your mind? Um, well, first that it was an incredible honor that um, I got to be sworn in as the Attorney General. And I think it really just hit me in the moment. And when um, people uh, started standing and clapping, I couldn't hold it back. So <laughs> it was <laughs> emotional. Unfortunately, I think all of the official pictures will have me crying, but I am very excited to get to work for British Columbians. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, um, as we covered the swearing-in, we also covered another story of a local uh, downtown Vancouver business where they had their window broken, and these things do happen, And uh, but they've happened, been happening on a regular basis. Uh, on top of that, you have random attacks in our city. In the case of that small business, the second time their window had been broken, each time they, it happens, they spend $5,000, so $10,000 this year, just on broken windows. Uh, there has been uh, certainly conversation on a tougher approach in dealing with prolific offenders. Uh, there has been a conversation by the Premier himself as it regards to a bail directive. What are your thoughts, first and foremost? Do you think this is the right way to go, and will you be continuing this bail directive to Crown Council that in regards to repeat and prolific offenders, there has to be a tougher stance against them? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, we hear from British Columbians that community safety is of top of mind and they're concerned about that. So my predecessors in Premier Evie, when he was sworn in, kind of hit the ground running on building on the work that was happening before. And all of that work is founded in speaking to communities. So whether it's local leaders or community organizations or our police force on, on seeing what was needed um, and, of course, the experts um, with the report. So, you know, I think that our job as government is to listen to people and to implement that. So certainly as I take on my role as attorney general, I'm committed to that work and the community um, safety plan that was put in place through those consultations. And that includes a whole bunch of things. Right. And it's basically rooted in putting resources in the places where it's needed. So whether that's enforcement um, um, and David Eby has announced more money to that um, police to police force of B.C., or directions um, on how we deal with the federal bail rules that are having impacts in communities, particularly when it comes to repeat violent offenders, mm-hmm. but also with commu- working with local local leaders on how we can make sure that things like smashed windows and those things that are happening that are you know um, people are complaining about more often can be fixed. So. Uh, can you do as much as people think you can do as Attorney General? I know obviously you have authority, you're a minister, member of the Executive Council, uh, but these changes, you're talking about the, some of the broader ones in regards to the investment for new police officers, uh, uh, a specialized unit looking at pro- prolific offenders. Is there anything you think government can do at the provincial level on the sh- in the short term? Because that's what people really want. They understand the long-term challenges. What can you do in the short term? 
Yeah, and I think there's there's a whole bunch of actions set on that plan that that you know part of my role now is to making sure implemented, and some of them have been started already with the directions around bail conditions, um, for example, for repeat violent offenders, um, to start to get um, some clear uh, directions and toolbox for Crown prosecutors to deal with under the federal rules, how they can manage that. Um, And I really do think there's lots that um, I'm hoping to accomplish with the role for British Columbians, but I also know I can't do it alone. And and that means working with other ministers. That means working with communities and community organizations. Um, And my portfolio has, under my mandate letter, a few items. One is the anti-racism work. Um, another one is the Indigenous Justice Strategy, which is certainly something from my background I'm really excited to be a part of um, rolling out and, and a whole bunch of other things. And I'm sure things will come up along the way, but, um, I, I, you know, I just am committed to doing my best for British Columbians, whatever that role may be. Do you think in, in many cases people are struggling with uh, addiction and, and drug challenges that are committing these crimes? Do you think there is a role for mandatory treatment? Is that ever going to be on the table for you as an attorney general? Um, you know, I, I think that we really, a lot of those those questions, and I, I, I expect you'll probably invite our new minister on that file, which is um, Jennifer Whiteside, who will be thinking about um, how that plays out. I mean, in the way the law is set up right now, there are times where there's um, involuntary treatment, but it's always time um, barred, and there's times where it's voluntary treatment. But really, um, what I think we need to focus on is getting the resources at the right places at the right time to meet the needs of the people where they're at. And so that does mean investing in voluntary treatment and recovery centers um, across the province. And certainly, I think Minister Whiteside will be um, looking at all the ways that we can start to tackle that issue. I think, you know, there's a lot of work we need to do and continue to do in implementing um our plan to, to prevent the kind of impacts of the overdose price crisis. And I was sitting on a select standing committee um, not long ago before I was attorney general, and that was a cross-party committee. So we had BC Liberals, BC Greens, um, and NDP members, and we have clear recommendations on there that I think set out um, a pathway that we all endorse. And I know that we'll be hard, hard at work trying to implement um, a lot of the things in there. What do you say to critics in the opposition who said, look, this is, hasn't just happened because of COVID. This has been a slow, long slide, and the NDP have been in power for five years now, that a lot of this, this culture that's been where, where you have a revolving door when it comes to the justice system, where there isn't accountability, that has happened under the NDP's watch. What do you say to that argument that the catch and release that, that people perceive is the justice system? Some of this, the government, your government, wears. Well, you know, the, the this is an issue that cities across the world are dealing with, but that's, you know, I, we hear British Columbians, we hear them saying to us that there are challenges in their communities that they want to address, and we've tackled it the same way we're tackling, we tackled the pandemic and all the other challenges, is working together and solving those issues. And with the Community Safety Action Plan and the things that are underway right now and the things that I will continue as Attorney General, we're committed to making sure that people can see that community safety that they want, but also that we're investing in the causes of of these crimes. So all the mental health supports and the housing and all those kind of social determinants that that may lead to to, um, people having, uh, you know, issues and challenges in their life that we know we need to invest in. And since being in government, we've done that. We've invested over and over again, but we also know there's more work to do. And 
and that'll be part of the thing that I look forward to being a part of. Well, Minister, you've got a, a big portfolio, uh, a lot of responsibilities uh, and a lot of challenges ahead of you. Look forward to having you on this show again to talk about uh, those very challenges you'll have to deal with uh, on this program. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you. And anytime, I look forward to our next conversation. Take care.